Now, we bring you a world of adventure with... Rocky Jordan. <laughs> hey, Rocky. Rocky, we're going dry back here. All right, repeats for both of you. You said it. Fill them up and then fill them up again. Come on, join us for one, huh, Rocky? Ah, sorry, Eddie. Make it some other time. Ah, spoil sport, huh? No, no, no. He's all right, Pearl. They don't come any better. Well, here's looking at you, Rocky. Yeah. Hey, <coughs> what the... Ooh. Hey, watch it, will you? Eddie, what's the matter with you? Street, not far off Cairo's native quarter, stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with a babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan story, City of Bakshish. <laughs> The threat of a blistering calm scene off the desert had passed that afternoon, so the Kyrenes were out and around, and business of the tambourine was good. Some British sailors, a sprinkling of summer tourists, a couple of guilty-faced natives hiding their drinks. At the back end of the bar sat an American fellow, wrinkled white suit and last year's Panama shoved back in his head. A newspaper man of sorts named Eddie Harper. With him was a hapless blonde who needed a fresh bottle of peroxide. I just served them a second round when things began to happen. Eddie struggled to his feet, then fell backwards across a table into the floor. He didn't move as I got around to it. Well, don't everybody just stand there. Do something. Now, I'll take care of him, lady. Ah, he's out cold. But he wasn't tight. He'd only had a couple. Uh, Chris, get a doctor here right away. Max, it mentioned knockout drops in a customer's drink with no investigation by the police. It hinted at my relationship with Captain Sam Sabaya and ended with quotes by me. I'm the one American who can get away with anything in Cairo. And the authorities can't touch me. Well, Mr. Jordan? Where'd you get this? It arrived by airmail from New York this morning. You should be more careful of your interview. I didn't give an interview, Ammon Bay. Or perhaps you did not realize that this would find its way back to Cairo? We are most interested in such things as this. I tell you, none of it's true. The whole story's a pack of lies. Indeed. Including this statement of yours, that the authorities of Cairo cannot touch you? I didn't say that. I had no reason to. And you also deny the incident of the tampered drinks? Although I have a complete statement by the doctor who was at the scene. Look, get Eddie Harper here, the guy who wrote that. I'll make him put it straight. We prefer to handle this in our own way. The affair of the tampered drinks is reason enough for withdrawing your license. That's all it takes, huh? No hearing, no chance for me to defend myself. You are not on trial. Now, Mr. Jordan, this relationship between you and the Captain Sabaya... What about it? How much have you been paying him? Not a cent, I'm on pay. Now, get this, not a cent. <laughs> Naturally. I might remind you there's only one way for one to stay in business in my sector... Do you quite understand? No, not all of it. How long do I stay closed? That is something for you to decide, is it not? Sure. Anything to make it easy. 
Look, I've been living at my cafe. That is beyond my control, but admit one customer to your tambourine and you will be subject to arrest. I believe that is all for now, Mr. Jordan. Amon Bay laid my folder aside and I got out. It was easy to understand Sam Sabaya's feelings now. And if I was to clear him and myself, I had to find Eddie Harper. Whether I had with the Cairo authorities and had Sam Sabaya in the doghouse along with me. It turned out Eddie found me just before he was cut down by shots fired from a car that made its getaway in the night. Now I could clear out or call headquarters and face what was to come. I made the call for my tambourine, then drove directly to headquarters to wait for Sam. He came in his office an hour later. Well, Jordan, so again it comes to this. All right, Sam, you got me. I shoot a man down in front of my tambourine, call the cops, and give myself If up. such is not the case, then do not say it. What else is anybody to think? I had plenty of reason. You know who Eddie Harper was? Yes, I do. A correspondent of sorts who wrote a damaging article about you for a New York newspaper. Didn't do you any good either, Sam. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry about that, the hint of bribery. Jordan, I must have the details now, all of them. Well, Eddie was drinking at my tambourine bar a week ago. Somebody slipped knockout drinks into his drink. Just a moment. It was the drink of Eddie Harper that was tampered with. Didn't you know, Sam? Um, please continue. Well, Eddie no sooner came out of it in my office than he came up with a deal. I was to help him dig up the wrong stories on visiting tourists. He'd write them up and use them for blackmail, threatening to get them published back in the States. That was all you talked about? I said no dice, and right away he threatened a story on me. I wasn't sure he meant it till Amon Bay showed me the clipping. Then if such is the case, the mention of my name... I didn't say anything like it, Sam. You know me better than that. To go on, Jordan, about tonight. Lady came up to me at the tambourine. The shots came from across the street. Somebody driving an MG that got away fast. I didn't see who it was. <sighs> Regarding the incident a week ago, was there anyone with Eddie Harper? Yeah, a washed-out blonde named Pearl Florin. Better look her up, Sam. Uh, as it happens, her address was found in his pockets. Uh, check somebody else about that affair at my cafe. Uh, mm -hmm. A French doctor who showed up way too easy. Dr. Bear, a reputable physician of Cairo. We can forget him. Uh, have it your way. Well, do I uh, get a clean cell? Jordan, you can well realize my position. There are those above me who might well question... Oh, sure, Sam. But I will delay booking you on one condition. That you report here at 7 tomorrow morning. It doesn't give me much time, but thanks. 7 o'clock, then. Not a moment later. I left knowing Sam had something big on his mind. What, to give me rope? It looked more like he wanted me to clear things up, and for some reason he couldn't do it himself. So I started back at Eddie Harper's place, the Memlook house. Has Eddie Harper come back yet? Mr. Harper is out for the evening. You're sure? As sure as the first time you asked about him, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't mind my looking in his room just to make certain, huh? Hmm. I suppose you will say that you are his long-lost father. No, no, no. Just a friend with a five-pound note. Uh, <clears throat> Do I shove it under the blotter or mail it to your grandmother? Uh, shh, please. The blotter. The room key came to me the same way. A little boxy, she'll swing most anything in Cairo. That's something I was going to remember later. The key unlocked 204, and I went in, not turning on the light. A match found the desk, 
It came open without too much trying. On top were some bills from a cleaner, a printer, a typewriter rental. I shoved them in my pocket and kept looking. In a drawer, I found a carbon copy of the story Eddie had written about me. And underneath, another one. A real juicy item about a visiting American at Shepherd's named Cedric Kane. I kept it, too. Before I could look anymore, a key sounded in the door lock outside. I moved behind the door and let it open. I held it till she got to the desk, then I snapped on the lights. Oh, Florence, the name, isn't it? Rocky. It's the idea. I'm wondering. You came looking for something, too. What is it? None of your business. Well, let's make sure, huh? You let go of my purse. Yeah. What do you think you'll find in there? Uh, some knockout pills, maybe? Oh, that routine again. Well, you're out of luck. I told you I didn't fix Eddie's drink. You can't put the heat on me. This uh, this gun, then. What about it? Girl's got a right to some protection. Yeah, it didn't kill him. Kill who? You didn't know? Eddie Hop is dead. Murdered. No kidding. No tears, Pearl? Let it sink in, Rocky. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. You ever hear of a man named Cedric Kane? No. Why should I? Skip it. Anyhow, the police are looking for you, Pearl. That's a laugh. The police can't touch me. Now, you better get going before I look one up. I'll do better than that. I'll help you find one. I shoved Pearl out the door, down the steps, and through the lobby before anyone could stop us. As luck had it, a uniformed man was at the corner. He had Sabaya's pickup order for Pearl Florin and took her away. I was still looking for the killer of Eddie Harper. My only lead took me to Shepherd's in the room of an American named Cedric Cade. A servant admitted me, then went out. Come in. Come in. What can I do for you? Yeah, it looked like I had something here. Seated at a table, gnawing in a leg of lamb, was the 300 pounds I'd seen following Eddie Harper out of my cafe a week ago. Well, speak up, my good man. Jordan's the name. Uh, cafe Tambourine. You were there about a week ago. Mm, tambourine? As a matter of fact, I was. Sit down. Have a bite to eat. Oh. Thanks, but I've got a weak stomach. <laughs> Regrettable. <clears throat> Mr. Kane, uh, you know a man named Eddie Harper? Harper? What about him? I just found something in his room, a carbon of a story he wrote about you. How dare you, sir? Give that to me. Well, here, take it. Nobody's seen it but me. I'm not in on the blackmail, Mr. Kane. I know what Eddie's racket was. I'm here about... Something else? And what is it? Speak up, man. It's about Eddie Kane's death. Somebody shot him in front of my tambourine. Oh, excellent news. Good riddance. Mm. So you have something to eat, Mr. Jordan? Look, I've got to find out who killed him. Plenty of people... Of a city chap who thought he'd find peace by turning farmer is heard on most of these same CBS stations every Monday evening. Gail Gordon plays the ex-bank teller who, with his family, moves to the country and tries to raise crops as the books advise him to. Hear the latest comedy on Granby's Green Acres this Monday, won't you? Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. The late theater crowds were just letting out as I hunked my way across the Solomon Pasha and drove down the hill toward the Nile till I found the home of the little commissioner of licenses, Amon Bay. The fancy house went with the gold braid on his fez. My knock got an answer. The sleepy servant let me in. Pretty soon, Amon Bay came down, drawing a robe around him. 
my late visit didn't bother him at all. Uh, that will be all, Futar. <clears throat> well, Mr. Jordan, possibly you have given our recent conversation some thought. Plenty, Amon Bay. Took some time to sink in. Some things are best unspoken. Yeah, sure. I should have known what you meant about how a man stays in business in your sector. Well? Bakshish doesn't go just for the beggars, does it? Take something under the table for a few of the big boys, too. Mr. Jordan, now that we quite understand each other... How much do you want? What does it take to get my tambourine open again? That depends on how soon you wish it to open. Ah, I thought so. Eddie Harper worked with you in the blackmail, but it was your pressure. He got the story in print, one that would force even a man like Captain Sabaya to cooperate in kicking me out. That is quite beside the point. Trouble is, the story's no good, Amon Bay. It never was published in a New York paper. The clipping you have was run off in a little print shop on the Sharia Luna. How can you make me believe that? With this proof I just found in that shop. It's the same story. Look at it. I, uh... This does not involve me. Trouble is, I found another story there. One run off just today. Printer hadn't yet taken the type out of the press. Ah, read it. Why, uh... Another expose, Amon Bay. But this time about you. How you threw the blackmail on me and a lot of other businessmen in your sector. This time the pressure was on you. Eddie's scheme was ripe for the big payoff. I will keep this. No one will ever see it. Yeah, think again. It's still in the press. So Eddie brought one of these clippings to you, threatened to show it around unless you paid off. Maybe he'd come to tell it to me. So you had to kill him. And now it is you who come for the payoff, is that it? No, no, no. It's just to tell you I opened the tambourine at nine in the morning. Mr. Jordan, did you think that I would talk to you without a gun in my possession? It takes something like that to make a big man out of you. You are close enough? Go on, shoot, I'm on bay. Show everybody how you get away with murder, too. Mr. Jordan, it is not the first time. That's all I wanted to hear. He let me get a step too close. My fist slapped the gun away. Came up knocking the gold braided fez off his head. That's all it took to make Amon Bay a little man again. Fifteen minutes later, he was at headquarters trying to answer all of Sam Sabaya's questions. I didn't have to wait long before Sam came back to his office. Well, Jordan, the license for your tambourine is in good order. Oh, thanks, Sam. That means you're off the hook, too. Yes, once my men return from the Pharaoh print shop with the evidence. Hey, tell me something, will you? You had every reason to hold me tonight, after Eddie Harper's death. Why didn't you? Oh, they're grasping at a straw, perhaps. A box of tablets found in Eddie Harper's pockets. A knockout pills, I believe you call them. You mean Eddie fixed up his own drink in my cafe? Obviously. What better way is there to be convincing? Not beyond a person of his rash nature... No wonder I was fooled. Hey, what about the girl, Pearl Florin? In Amon Bay's employ to spy on Harper's activities. So the Bay sent her to Harper's room to remove any evidence that might be left. Quite true. <laughs> 